Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Nationals podcast. Today it is the 15th of August, 2022. And on today's show, to look back at Juan Soto's return to Nationals Park, some news that CJ Abrams, one of the prospects the Nationals got back in the Juan Soto trade, making his big league debut tonight. Mason Thompson gets set down, kind of a curious decision. So, a whole lot of Nationals news and notes to get to. Let's get after it. You are Locked On Nationals. Your daily Washington Nationals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Once again, hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Nationals podcast. It is the 15th of August. 2022, we thank you all for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every single day uh, on today's show. Once again, a whole lot to get to. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Nationals. You guys can find me at Josh Neighbors underscore as well. Uh, you guys find the show on YouTube and also wherever you get your podcasts. So Nationals dropped two of three over the weekend to the uh to the San Diego Padres and uh, it was it you know interesting to see Juan Soto back a whole lot of conversations obviously about that but you know a whole lot from from people on Twitter about the attendance this weekend and uh the Nationals really considering how bad they've been this year their attendance has been rather good uh once again relatively speaking to you know how well the team has performed but so all this, and I, I'm, I'm curious to, you know, see how accurate these numbers are. Uh, but some people on Twitter are talking about, you know, the Nationals having, you know, uh, almost 100,000 across the weekend. Um, the Nationals average attendance, according to Talk Nats, is 18th. They're 23,696 per game. It's not far behind the Philly. Well, that's pretty far behind the Philly. It's 5,000 behind. I'm just reading the tweet here. Um, but the Nats still blow away the Orioles, who are 17,177. Now, I will say this. The Orioles... The Orioles, while they have a great fan base, uh, their team has been down for so long, so you don't really think you know they're going to get a ton of fans a lot of the time. But I did see a game last week, Blue Jays game, where they came back, rallied, and won on Masson, um, you know, where where the crowd was not good. Going up against a team that is ahead of them in the standings, and they're trying to catch for a playoff spot. You know, they're catching more of the Rays. But you, you see what I'm saying there. Um, I thought that was interesting. But – yeah, I mean, the fan show, it was weird, though. It feels like earlier in the year, the Nats fans didn't really show up that much for the Max Scherzer's return. wasn't super well attended. I just want to say Nats fans have been sticking with it, and a lot of you all, obviously, I hear your feedback as, um, you know, as well. Uh, so, you know, seeing the attendance was good. Also, um, you know, once again, attendance relative to performance is very good. Uh, seeing Juan Soto back there, just like being the same guy he normally is, right, or really has been this year, uh, just, you know, I saw the numbers that he's got a hundred walks. He got his 100th walk of the season. And the next closest person in the national league is what 38 walks, um, behind him. If you just go to bases on balls this year, overall, he's at one Oh one, the next closest person, Aaron judge at 66, Jesse Winkers at 65. Max Muncie is at 64. He's tied with Alex Bregman at that number. So the next closest person to him is 45 walks, uh, oh, not 45, 35 walks away, excuse me. The next closest person in the National League is 37 walks away. So that just shows, you know, Juan Soto 
uh, how good he's been, despite the fact that, you know, we've talked about how not good that he's been relative to, you know, how well he's been playing. But uh, he is on a, a, a streak right now. We've been seeing it right now. He is on a six-game hitting streak. Yeah, three of those games were multi-hit games. And then the games where he didn't get two hits, he walked twice in both of those. Struck out just one time over the course of the entire weekend against the Nationals. So he had an efficient, uh, you know, a really good week. He was four for 12 with four walks on the weekend. So obviously he was performing um, very well. But it was interesting because a lot of the Padres fans really upset about that that second game, which we'll get to. But a 10-5 win in game one with the Nationals, just, you know, the pitching for them, uh, not there. Corey Abbott gives up three runs in four innings, five uh, Ks. I mean, you know, it was like it was awful. And then Victor Arano comes and gives up a run. Tyler Clipper down the line makes his return and goes up a run. And this is this was curious to me. So let's get to the Mason Thompson aspect of this. Um, right now. And once again, Juan Soto, great to see him back at the ballpark. Y'all are tired of hearing about Juan Soto, so we're not really going to go like too deep on that. I mean, he's playing really well. I think that's all we have to say. It's what we expect from it. Um, the Mason Thompson going down, you know, was was really interesting because this is a guy they get last year in that Daniel Hudson trade. And um, during his time in D.C., and, and last year, 24 and two-thirds innings, 4.01 ERA. This year, eight innings pitched um, and a 1.13 ERA for Mason Thompson. Now, I know he was injured for most of the year and comes back and has looked good. I did have one you know, that was um, that was difficult. But this one was was odd to me because, you know, when you talk about Jake McGee joining the staff, right, they, they, they want to do that to open up a spot for Jake McGee. Um, and, and, you know, Tyler Clippers coming back, too. Like I really just think about this in terms of Mason Thompson's a guy that's got a chance to help this team down the line. And you really can't get any less lower leverage spots. I mean, I totally forgot to do the, uh, this actually brings up my point, checking out where the Nationals sit right now. The Nationals are the worst team in baseball, right? We all know that. They're 38 and 78. They're 37 and a half games back of a uh, of the first place in the division. You know, it's 20-some back of wild card spot. 18 and 42 at home, 20 and 36 in the road. They have the worst run differential in the game at minus 210. They've lost one on the road. They're two and eight in their last 10 games. Um, you know, th- th- there are no more lower leverage spots than the spots in the big leagues and the spots the Nationals will be in. I mean, when it comes to big league baseball games, these are about as low leverage as it gets for the Nationals side of things. Obviously, the Nats will run into some teams that are playing for playoff spots. And look, you know, I, I think that was one of the big, um, the big, uh, kind of talking points for the Padres po- side of things was, well, this is a team that you should be sweeping, right? The Nationals do have this way of kind of grabbing one from you. Uh, they, they've done that a whole lot this year. But, you know, the, the Nats, predominantly speaking, like, you know, uh, they, they feel very sweepable most of the time. And you're upset when you don't sweep the Nationals. Um, that aside, you know, like the Nationals, once again, like it's higher leverage for everybody else except for the Nats. So, why are you sending down? And I have not read anywhere that it looks like that Mason Thompson is is injured. I have not seen that. They're just doing that to, um, you know, it, it just seems like they're just doing this to get Jake McGee up. I mean, maybe you could argue that they know they want Mason Thompson in the big leagues already, and they want to see if there's a spot for Jake McGee. But there are plenty of other guys that I would have tossed off this roster 
before I would have gone and, and, you know, I know once again, I think also Dave Martinez is trying to fill innings and maybe Mason Thompson coming off an injury doesn't help them do that. But also you're trying to get guys work, right? Um, Jake McGee comes in here and this is a guy, you know, that is, that is, I mean, pretty old, what, 36 years old is Jake McGee. So you're bringing this guy in and you're making a roster spot for him. I mean, uh, you know, I, I didn't really understand what the calculus here was for the Nationals. What does Jake McGee really do for you at this point at age 36 and in a season where he's had a 6.75 ERA? Well, that was a short stint. Uh, let's see, overall in 2022, when you combine the uh, – so with San Francisco, um, a 7.17 ERA for him in the – 21 in the third innings he's worked and then five and two thirds, um, you know, was really good back in 21, had a really good stint back in 20 as well. Um, but, you know, he's been a guy who's been up and down for for a lot of his career. And so now the Nationals are bringing him in. But like to what to what end? Right. What is the point of having him up here? What does he give you? I mean, it's another arm. But why would you send Mason Thompson down? You were worried about wasting bullets. It's just a very peculiar situation. Um, you know, I know Dave Martinez has talked about it some too, but I just, I don't think there's really any defense for why you would send Mason Thompson down. And and look, this is not the first time that we have had some issues with the way young guys have been deployed. I mean, you could argue they've been too careful with Cade Cavalli. You could argue that, um, uh, you know, at times uh, with the uh, Struble Cabrera uh, situation over there at third, you know, not letting Carter Keboom kind of get the full shot there at third in the shortened season was kind of a weird oversight, it felt like, or kind of a weird miss there. Um, you know, I think Luis Garcia has been, I think Luis Garcia has been treated pretty fairly and kind of gotten the the, the rub and the reps that we've that we've wanted them to. Uh, but there have been young guys out there that that just feel like they've not really gotten the full uh you know the the full chance or gotten the reps they've needed to right and that that'll lead us into cj abrams here in a second but i just wanted to talk about that kind of as it pertains uh you know to this game uh the first game you know when we see uh, that mason thompson being said uh mason thompson being sent down and we see guys like tyler clippard and jake mcgee who are up let's get the nationals win here but first quick word from our sponsors today's show is brought to you by linkedin as you gear up for the fall you need to find the right people on your team to help your small or large business help you all fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find those people, the ones you want to talk to faster and for free. You can create a job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know that every single week, nearly 40 million job seekers Visit LinkedIn. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash MLB. That's linkedin.com slash MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. So uh, as I mentioned, the game, the first game they lost, you just get, you know, battered around 10 to 5. Second game, though, they end up getting a win. And this is part of the, the and we talked about the Joey Manessa story the other day. It's just been fantastic. I mean, once again, a season where you don't have a whole lot of good and you get an opportunity to have a guy like, you know, Joey Manessis um, come along. And I have to say this, Anibal Sanchez, this was his best start. Now, five innings, six hits, three runs, and four Ks is like kind of the bare minimum. But this this was probably his best start. Uh, so I've been on Anibal. He gave them five strong, solid innings in this game, just three-run ball. And they got to you, Darvish. 
um, as well. The Nats weren't great runners scoring position, just one for four, but back-to-back jacks from Yadiel Hernandez and Joey Manessis in the bottom of the fifth and a long one, 415 for Manessis. Uh, you know, this is a guy, once again, we've talked about it. Um, he tied that game up with that home run, and then Robles reaching on an infield single helps them drive in the next run. The seventh bullpen finishes the game off and does a very good job in the back end. Finnegan, Harvey, and uh, Carl Edwards Jr. kind of, you know, do what they've been doing for most of the season. But, you know, it was it's great to see a guy like Manessis continue to perform, continue to have big moments, um, and, you know, two hits in this game. And so it's somebody who's played right, right field. Somebody who's played first base. He's hit fifth. He's hit second. He's, I mean, he's been all over the place. And uh, it's nice to see a guy like this. Once again, at 30 years old, finally, finally get that opportunity in the big leagues. And then you go to the final game. This one, uh, not so much fun. A six, nothing loss for the nationals against the Padres. Uh, seven hits in the day. Nationals not able to scratch across a run. Blake Snell was brilliant. Three hits allowed over six innings with 10 strikeouts. Martinez and Suarez come in and get the job done for them. Paulo Espino does get, you know, knocked around a little bit. Five and two thirds, seven hits, four runs, three Ks. But still, once again, I've always talked about him. It's a guy that deserves uh, every opportunity considering, you know, how rocky um, things have been. Uh, for him and you know his how kind of tumultuous his career has been uh, getting to the big leagues and then now being the guy that you know says whatever you need me coach uh, you know I'll go out there and do it. He and Manessas have been very very much the same in that regard. So that's a Nationals weekend. That gets us to the big news that everybody was really fired up about. It's the fact that C.J. Abrams, one of the Nationals' top prospects, a prospect the Nationals got in the trade for Juan Soto is going to come up uh, and he's going to, he's going to be with the team, um, you know, tonight. So as the nationals uh, look forward to hosting the Chicago Cubs, uh, the prospect that currently for them, let's see Abrams in the new rankings. uh, Oh, actually he classed out. That's right. He classed out of being a prospect at this point. So he would have been one of the top guys. Obviously he and Gore are the two guys that have uh, are pretty short on big league experience, but have classed out of being classified as um as prospects so th- you know those guys being there uh mckenzie gore uh, just to hit on him real fast news was throwing uh you know through 25 i think uh throws from 75 feet so they're clearly trying to ramp up mckenzie gore get him going once again and uh i, I think the hope is you know maybe we see him the rest of the year we know how nationals are with pitchers though i i would i would think that we don't see him the rest of the year. And I would hope that it's not something we have to worry about. I think anytime and rightfully so a nationals fan fan hears, well, we're not going to see him for the rest of the year. I will say this. Well, I was just critical earlier. We have to be thoughtful about these kind of reps. Do you want to have a guy off an injury coming and pitching pretty meaningless games? Now you could argue, look, a lot of the Nats games are going to be meaningless, but do you want to bring a guy back from injury and toss him into games just for the sake of saying you got him some work in the Nationals uniform or you're getting him some work, you know, if that gets to that point and he's fine and he's good to go, then yeah, I mean, you know, if the next best step for him is getting work, then let him get some work. But maybe, maybe it's in AAA, right? Maybe it's, maybe it's rehab starts as opposed to making a full-fledged baseball starts. Maybe you, you know, when he does come back, he's making a couple of rehab starts, Triple uh, A season's over and then you, you know, have him graduate up to the big leagues, right? Well, I mean, we're, we're pretty close here to September, uh, we're halfway home in August. So uh, will he be a part of the squad they bring up? I, I you know, I, I'm leaning towards no, but 
that's with no medical information. That's with no inside info. I'm just saying as somebody, you know, we, we all kind of know this team, somebody who follows it like it more often than not, especially in this stage of the nationals development. Um, you know, there's no reason to rush that, but this is where we get to CJ Abrams, right? Get excited. You can, you know, this is the first player. And I think it was smart. They waited until after the series nationals. I'm going to read here from the Washington post. The nationals are calling up 21 year old shortstop CJ Abrams. This is from Andrew Golden over there at the post does a great job. That team is always excellent covering the Nats. He is going to replace the injured Luis Garcia. Uh, according to personal knowledge situation, he Abrams is national top prospect. Now baseball America still has him classified as a prospect. Uh, the national of uh, the uh, memory pipeline, which I generally use does not. So if you all want some more clarification, direct your questions to our friend, Lindsay Crosby. You all know me. I bring him on as a great resource. We're talking about prospects. I do as much work as I can on that front, but I do not, do not pretend to be an expert on that. So you want to ask, Hey, what's the better scouting site? You go and ask him, but I'm just saying he's classed out in the MLB pipeline. Baseball America has a top prospect. I'm somewhere, you know, not in between because I don't have an opinion on it. Abrams is one of six players. The nationals received and the Juan Soto trade. I know Luke Voigt is up folks. I know that as well. Um, but we're talking about the Nationals prospects, one of the prospects that they got in that trade. Voigt was not some massive haul, although he's in the middle of the lineup. He's in the middle of a you know really bad lineup right now. Um, so we'll see that. Mackenzie Gore is with the team. Uh, obviously, Luke Voigt's been playing, but C.J. Abrams is the first guy that we're all kind of fired up and excited to see uh, play. McGore, once again, Gore is dealing with the elbow inflammation, so we'll see about that. Um and then also Luis Garcia is feeling pain when he is trying to run. So, uh, you know, he's dealing with knee soreness and they're trying to figure that out right now. Um, you know, knee soreness and also groin, I believe, as well. Uh, so Abrams, five-tool talent. That's what man, uh, general manager Mike Rizzo has said. He, said he can steal your base, stays, uh, stays at shortstop, he's got a good arm, and a guy that can hit at the top of the order. Look, the Nationals and their pipeline have several guys that we've talked about at shortstop, right? Talked about Brady House. Talked about Luis Garcia. We've talked about now C.J. Abrams as well. Uh, Armando Cruz is in there. Uh, Yasel Antuna is is in there as well. I think uh, Jackson Clough and then Sammy Infante also, you know, if you go further down the line. Um, I think we're all kind of inclined to believe that C.J. Abrams might make the most sense. While we've seen, I, I mean, I know it's limited sample size, but I think some of us out there have uh, are at the point where we can say, okay, I think I've seen enough of Luis Garcia at shortstop, at least at this point in time. I think second base is the place for him. I think Abrams gets the first shot at short. And look, I know Brady House wants to play that, that shortstop position, but third base is the natural fit, especially if if Abrams is kind of the you know the, the genuine article. If he's if he's what we're kind of hearing. That he is now. Abrams hit 232 in 46 games the Padres this season. Also spent time with San Diego's AAA affiliate. Made 28 starts at shortstop in place of Fernando Tatis Jr. Second at six base, uh, six base, six at second base, and one in right field during his first uh, time in the majors. Nine for 31 with two doubles and uh, and a eight RBI um, two and two RBI eight in eight games in Rochester. Excuse me. So nine for 31 two doubles and two RBIs in eight games with Rochester. So this is somebody, you know, that um, I, I look as bad as that defense has been friends with Luis Garcia. I think the one thing we feel like with CJ Abrams 
is that he is going to be better uh, at that part. And lineup, I'm doing this right now at 146 Eastern. We do not have a lineup right now out for the Nationals uh, for the game tonight. So we'll see where they slot him in the lineup. But look, the, the Nats have made all kinds of calls, and I'm not making an Alex call joke here, but I mean, they made the call to Alex Call, who was in AAA and had him hitting leadoff. They've had Victor Robles hitting leadoff. They've had Cesar Hernandez hitting leadoff. They've had Luis Garcia hitting leadoff. I think the hope is here with CJ Abrams' speed is that he eventually, whether it's a short term, whether it's long term, you know, long term, whatever, I, I, especially short term, like, can he just be the leadoff guy? Because I think the one thing Nationals fans loved about the 19 team, and, and really you had to love about the first part of the 21 team, is that and I think everybody loves this too. Like, when your lineup's dependable, when you know he's going to be out there every single day as a fan, it just puts you at ease. It just feels like you know. All right, I, I'm glad this guy is there. So Alex Call, I think, might get to hold this down for a little bit. Uh, I think people are pretty high on his ability to get on base. And I was reading around yesterday. It seems like some people were surprised, right? I think Jesse already said that that some folks were surprised. Uh, Alex Call did not make um, that roster. He, kinda, he was the odd man out in the roster crunch for the Guardians. So now he comes to Nationals, and, and we'll see what he can do. Uh, all right, four-game series coming up with the Cubs. We'll set that up next, but first, a quick word from our sponsors. Today's show is brought to you by BetOnline and BetOnline.net. Go to BetOnline today. When you guys do, sign up. It's free to do. It's the number one place for all of your odds, scores, podcasts, and more. You guys can find league reviews, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, Combat Sports, Esports and even golf. Bet online continues to be the top resource for all your sports wagering information from live in game betting, scores, and podcasts. They've got you covered. Head to bet online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening. Once again, it's bet online is where the game starts. Four games set for the Nationals against the Cubs, who are also way out of this thing right now. They're 47 and 66. What to look for this series, Josiah Gray looks to make another strong start tonight as they face off against Marcus Stroman. Uh, he'll go the other way for the Cubs. Second game, 705-705-105 in this three-game set. Patrick Corbin is going to take the mound, and we saw Dave Martinez really try to boost Corbin's confidence and you know talk about how good he looked in his bullpen. 4-16. 7.02 ERA, a 1.82 whip. It, you know, it really can't get much worse than this right now for Corbin. So hopefully he's fixed some stuff. And this is kind of the right team in the Chicago Cubs to go against at home. Granted, other the Nationals have been very, very good at home to try to get back going. Uh, and he will be uh, countered by Justin Steele. who's had a really nice season. Then Corey Abbott will go up against the veteran Drew Smiley. who's also having a really nice year, all things considered for the Nationals' uh, getaway game on Wednesday before they head to the West Coast. All right, that will do it for today's show. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, at LO underscore Nationals. Follow me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Find the show wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as well. Till next time, my friends, as always, stay safe.